BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. It's Thursday again. Tell everybody to lock in, grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your AirPods in. It's a one hour show, constantly speaking facts. Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt. And when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style. Jake is gonna educate you, he has that knowledge on fire. Player, step your game up, don't be sluggish or lazy. Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby. Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform. Breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards. No hot takes, this is where the hottest debate's at. Now kick your feet up, cause it's time for straight facts. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. Brought to you by the Up On Game Presents Network. Make sure you're following them wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple. They're on, we're on YouTube as well with them. LeVar Arrington, Plexico Burris, TJ Hushmanzada, and company do a great job over there at Up On Game. But it's your boy, Jimmy J, and I'm welcomed with my guys, Jake Gallen, Stat Matt Robinson, as always, here for another episode, y'all. How are you doing, Jake? You told us right before we went on that you're like, you're feeling it a little bit. And I have to say, you're like the seventh, eighth person, maybe like this week that has told me that they're battling through like being sick or catching something like you're something like sweeping the entire nation right now. No, for real. People at work uh, have said the same thing. Yeah. Started feeling it on Sunday, which by the way, wonder we missed you last week uh, because of Nova hoops. And so, okay, so just a, a quick detour here. Okay. Caleb Padilla uh, on pen 
scores her thousands. Sal, I can't say, say that word. Number 1,000, she cracks it. And yeah, so they, they, they end up beating Temple. Um, then I, I hop on social media, just scrolling, and I see Maddie Segrist of Villanova Women's Hoop. She also... <laughs> <laughs> 2,000. Also, now, right, Maddie hit 2,000. Congrats to both of them. For what it's worth, Kayla Padilla is only, is only her third season, even though she's a senior. But uh, some great hoops over the weekend. Glad to have you back. Uh, and glad that we're talking um, all things sports here. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Two good programs. Matt, Matt came to a Penn's women's game with That's us right. all straight backs in the house for Penn. Yeah, Matt, the Cathedral doing, of College Basketball. Yeah, got, it's a pilgrimage everyone's got to take. Oh, and yeah, of course, I, we won't mention how Matt switched sides when Penn started losing. Matt started <laughs> on the Penn side, and I look over <laughs> halftime, and he's he's over there. And he's, and he's, and he's with the Woody, he's with the Woody side. Let's also not talk about Jake fangirling over Maddie Seagrass on the broadcast. Which, if you want to check that out, you can just head right over to Women <laughs> Women's Basketball's Instagram because it's right over there. I mean, hey, now, I was speaking the truth, dude. Great player, she is a great player. It's all greatness. All right, man, it's time to get into our podcast. This time we're going to switch it around this time. We're going to put the interactive segment first and we're going to start with speaking facts. We haven't done speaking facts in a while. And this is like probably my favorite segment that we do. Uh, you know, we, what we do here for speaking facts, go and find the, you know, the best quotes or, or the, the things that most talked about out there in the sports world. And we're going to give our two cents on it too. So for the first one, like we're just going to start hot and heavy with this one. Um, the, the thing everyone's been talking about the past two days, you're you know, I was about to say your guy, but not your guy at all. Micah Parsons from the Cowboys um, was on Von Miller's podcast on the Von cast. And, th- you know, Jalen Hurts, the Eagles came up because of a big matchup with them next weekend on Christmas Eve. And he said this, and I quote, uh, on the Jalen Hurts MVP candidacy, is it Hurts or is it te- or is it the team? And then he went on to, to comment about how he loves football so much and, and knows about so much about football that when he sees something like that, and he doesn't agree. He has to speak up. He can't stay, can't stay silent. So Micah Parsons is on more of the team is doing better more than Jalen Hurts is the MVP. So my Eagles fans chomping at the bit. Whoever wants to go first is, is Micah Parsons speaking facts. Well, for what it's worth, by the way, like Micah Parsons probably would be like considered an our guy. If right, right, right. he didn't play for the Cowboys because he is from PA, went to Penn State, whatever, there's the PA connection. Here's a, I'll ask a question back to Micah Parsons. 12 sacks on the year. Great year, Micah. But is it really Micah Parsons or is it the defense? They're third, ah. third, third in points for or points against, fifth in yards against. But, you know, they're really good defense. So I think it's all the players around Micah Parsons who are creating openings and you know, he's having a good year, but like, so so face many double teams. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just and talent around him. So like, whatever I look, I get what he was trying to say. And ultimately, honestly, like, I think in, in a certain way, he was trying to pay the Eagles a compliment and saying like, it, it's somewhat it's hating on Jalen hurts, but mainly saying like, yeah, like they all, they have good players all around on the offense. Like, team. and, and, it is somewhat of a valid point, but I think year over year you've seen the development from Jalen Hurts to know that that's it's more than just the numbers, it's more than just the team. So true, I, I don't true. Know, I mean, I mean, I, I I think you put it put it well by saying he's trying to do like trying to give the Eagles as a whole a little bit of credit and say like, that's a very good football team because there is a difference. Like before Jalen Hurts got 
AJ Brown and uh, these multitude of weapons and the defense got bolstered, like he he wasn't as good. So it's is it as much of a Jalen Hurts development or a team development? He's a byproduct of that, but he's also playing really well. But stat Matt, is he speaking facts? Absolutely not. And if I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, which I don't, but I I, I feel like I I have to because <laughs> it's a little stacked against him here. Uh, two Eagles fans and a neutral on the subject. Um, it's last year, Hurts really struggled against Dallas in Dallas. They had a Trayvon Diggs pick six them. It was a really embarrassing, ugly game. And they went nine and eight and played Dallas this year. Parsons was on that Dallas team last year. And was like, if you aren't like studying and watching every Eagles game because you're focused on your own team, which makes sense, you might be like, we kind of got that guy last year. Well, this year they got A.J. Brown and months mm-hmm. since developed, but like when he gets in the film room next week and Dan Quinn shows him Jalen Hurts film, his opinion is going to change. Because it's it, like, he has become so much better of a passer compared to last year. The only thing in Hurts' game that he struggles with still is his pocket presence. He keeps thinking he can scramble up the middle and not get sacked. But that's for he fixed everything else. So it, it's Hertz has greatly improved, which is why the team has improved. If Hertz was as good as he was last year, if Hertz had was was the same, didn't improve, they the Eagles would probably be around like nine and five. I they think. wouldn't be as we. It's hard to no. quantify what they would be exactly, but like, you're right. Like the, the overall point yeah, like, is like yeah. it's they're they're a twelve and one team. He's playing out of his mind. The right. team is really talented, which helps him, but he it's absolutely so that's, both not not the team is boosting hurts. I think we have to, it's like the cause and effect situation. Which one is the cause and which one is the effect? And you're saying, and I would kind of agree, lean towards your way that Jalen hurts pulling like an MVP is leading to the Eagles being 12 and one, not the other way around. The Eagles being a 12 and one football team is not why Jalen hurts is looking so good. It's, it's kind of, you know, he's the, he's the cause and that is the effect, but this is what I think is interesting and how this Micah Parsons statement can be a good thing for Jalen Hurts. Assuming you guys take care of business this weekend against Chicago, which if you don't, Jalen Hurts MVP talk gets thrown out the window anyway. So assuming that you guys take care of business against Chicago, I think what Micah Parsons did was provide Jalen Hurts with the opportunity to have his MVP moment, to have his MVP game. Everyone kind of talks about, especially in football, like you need the, the, the staple MVP moment at the end of the season that everyone points to is like, that's when he put himself ahead of the pack. And Jalen Hurts playing the Cowboys on Christmas Eve and beating that defense after Micah Parsons was kind of doubting him would be his MVP moment. So that that's what I think just the, the it built up the rivalry, it built up the moment, but it, it definitely gave Jalen Hurts the opportunity to say, hey, here I am, league. This I, the MVP is my award if he goes out and shows out against a very good Cowboys defense. There's and, a sneaky thing that the NFL doesn't want you to know because they want the ratings to be boosted as much as possible. But the Eagles Cowboys game really might not matter at all. Oh yeah, no one ever says depending that. on record, right? If we lose to Dallas and then but we beat Chicago, New Orleans, and the Giants, who we just embarrassed, which we should do all those three. It doesn't matter if we lose 
a thousand to nothing to Dallas. We're fifteen and two. We win the division and get the one seed. Yeah, so, but I don't uh, morale wise. I don't know if you'd want to get embarrassed. No, but but like, you like no one's happy if you guys lose the to game. Much more important for Dallas than it is for Philly. Is my point. I, I hear you. Philly already beat Dallas this year. Philly Jalen Hurts beat the Cowboys defense. He played really well against the Cowboys defense this year. Cooper Rush wasn't playing on the Cowboys mm-hmm. defense. You can't use that excuse like Cowboys fans on Twitter. Oh, the Cooper That's Rush game doesn't count. But I, I, that was a I, full I, stock Cowboys defense, and Hurts played great against that. So if Hurts plays okay and they lose a close game to Dallas, I don't think it hurts his MVP chances. I don't think it hurts as it, long as they win the other three games that we're supposed to. I don't. I don't think you're really like grasping what I said. Like that, that gives him like if he plays okay, I don't think it drops him out of the MVP race. But if he goes and shows out, that's his MVP moment. That gives him the leg up in the MVP race, in my opinion. That that's what. Yeah, yeah national TV spot. I mean, especially against your rival. Um, right. I mean, obviously, those are narrative-driven awards. Uh, last thing I'll say on the matter. A lot of that saltiness from Micah Parsons is because they read option, read optioned him to death in they that game. And y'all he was, do it again. Right. And so basically it's like, we're not letting you make the play. We're going to see where you go. And then again, why he's probably upset that the offensive line is so dominant is that it gives Jalen Hurts easy reads when he can look over and there's a hole or, or I don't know, have more time passing the ball, get different looks, the, the array of things that he's done. But I like how I, you started ex- off by being petty and saying, <laughs> like, is it like a Parsons or is it the Cowboys? Because like, no what? one said that to him. Because no one has said that to him. Well, the Cowboys point. reporters aren't going to. He'll, he'll or, or Von Miller's but, probably but even, definitely I mean, not going to. This has been in the news but. cycle for the past, you know, 36 hours. And I've no one's made that point. It's a good point. And because he, how would you end? You have to defer. If I were Jalen Hurts, I would say it's the team. Or who cares? Which I think he yeah, did. Right. Yeah, he said we're focused on Chicago. Right, a, yeah, a, of course. A lot of y'all, yeah. Jordan Mailata was like cursing out, not cursing out reporters, but it was like mad at reporters about asking him about it when, you know, he's like, we don't play them until next weekend. So, yeah. well, everyone else is trying to move on from it, so we will. But we're going to, and even more of a pin is in that Eagles-Cowboys game on Christmas Eve. But we will move on. Um, because the Cowboys, the team we just talked about, have made an improvement to their team. I've gotten veteran wide receiver T.Y. Hilton to add to their receiving core, and Bobby Belt of the Love of the Star podcast had this to say about it. T.Y. Hilton can be a lightning-in-a-bottle situation for the Cowboys. A rare occasion you might have struck something for the Cowboys. Jake, is Bobby Belt, is he, is he speaking facts? Is this lightning-in-a-bottle for the Cowboys? I don't think... I don't think so. I mean, like, I guess you you always welcome an element that you can add midseason that has experience that you know you can just plug in, like T.Y. Hilton. And in that regard, yeah, he'll, he'll be another body who's or it's probably better than whoever the wide receiver three running around there is right now. Um, Noah Brown, right? No, oh, he might not even be better than Noah. That's Brown. what I'm saying. Is he better than like, Noah Brown's kind of good? So he's <laughs> like, like your wide receiver for. Is he really ever getting you know big time target? And granted, he could be schemed open, but is he ever getting big time targets over CD over you know Pollard over Michael Gallup? Take your pick of their of their mm-hmm. pretty pretty top level talent. I I don't think it's going to be very impactful. I think this is just them trying to satiate their fans after they aren't going to sign OBJ, apparently. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents 
a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Matt, is he speaking fast? Uh, T.Y. Hilton is a is a he's a he's a he's a he's a nobody. Yeah, he's washed. No, like, I agree. Like, no, no, I, I, agree. I, I don't. I, I don't mean that. It's like his career. Very, he had a really good career for Indianapolis. He's probably going to be probably in like the Colts Hall of Fame or something. Mm-hmm. First time with like luck in them. But he, at this point of his career, he's like a guy who like might have like a catch here there. Like, it's like Chad Ochocinco on the Patriots. It's like, nothing's going to happen. Like, oh, he might have three catches for 30 yards, and he might catch, like, an important third down. But some guy that you didn't know that was on the roster might catch an important third down, yeah, too. Yeah, Noah Brown. So he, he's, <laughs> right. like a, he's, like, a replacement-level receiver. Um, he might help with, like, leadership in the locker room. But, like, it's not that they are, like, lacking on that, but – Veterans are always kind of nice to have. Like it's not a negative that they got him, but I don't see it's not lightning in a bottle. And, and here's like the thing, I'm not right? afraid of like him like running loose in the secondary. Like right. it's not like Deshaun Jackson, who I know he could have no catches all game, but then once in the fourth quarter he could break free. It doesn't matter how old he is. Ty is not that anymore. Like he's he at the time he was an incredible deep threat. But he's not like a deep threat to the point where even when he's washed, he still can have a pull something out of his hat. And right, he, I, do, do I, guys, I have no worries. Do you guys remember 
how you guys felt about Julio Jones when the Bucks signed him. I was about to bring up Julio Jones. Yeah, I that, was that, about to bring him up. I get it now. No, I get it now. <laughs> no, I get no, I get it now. Because I literally like what was your first reaction when you heard this news? My first reaction was like, oh, t- oh, TY still wants to play? Like I thought when he left the Colts, like that was it. Like I thought we was hanging him up. Like I didn't know TY was still out here. Like Deshaun Jackson made it public. I still want to be on a roster. Des Bryant made it public. I still want to be on a roster. Hell, T.O. tweets at people. I still want to be on a roster. <laughs> I haven't heard a peep from T.Y. I thought T.Y. was cool. This like, is because... So like, go, uh, and you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like a lot of those people just sit there and tweet that. Like, T.O., he's super in shape. He works out. Is he actually, like, in game shape? Come on. No, like, T.O., you maybe could of get a few not, reps. But my, my point is, USFL's I didn't know T.Y. wanted to get back on the That's field. That's my take. And I don't think that, like, if T.Y. went to the Patriots, it would make me, it would make me think more. If you went to a team that's, like, very good at using old, washed players and, and turning them into something, like, useful, I'd be like, oh, he might do something over there. But I don't think the Cowboys are that team, and I don't think they're, uh, like, I don't even think T.Y. is the deep threat that would really, like, bolster their offense crazy. I mean, that's C.D. Lamb. Yeah, like, you like, know what I mean? You, like, you're not missing anything. And Michael, and Michael Gallup. Like, if Michael Gallup, once he continues to get back from health, like, Michael Gallup yeah, is just as much of a threat. Yeah. So, yeah. Good they're, they're all good. All right, next one. We'll move on. Um, Because this one, this one's going to sting a little bit. This one only is being said because of the game that Brock Purdy had against my Buccaneers this past weekend in San Francisco. But good morning football's Peter Schrager on whether the 49ers can make the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. He said it point blank, period. Absolutely they can. So, Stat Matt, tell me why, like, in God's name, he could be speaking facts. Um, absolutely is a really wrong word to say. Like, you could, you could, like, there's a scenario where Brock Purdy makes a Super Bowl. It's unlikely. But, like, the rest of the NFC is kind of weak after Philly does. Um, if Philly, if somehow you get, if the Niners get lucky and, Philly and Dallas play each other in the divisional round. Um, then you'd only have to beat one of them and in the NFC title game. And I guess NFL playoffs are weird. But people are going a little nuts about Brock Purdy. I like Brock Purdy at Iowa State. He's like an Iowa State legend. He won a Fiesta Bowl for Iowa State, which is like an incredible achievement. Like Iowa State never wins anything. Um he was the last pick in the draft. I don't. I'm not a scout, so I don't know why he fell that far. He looks pretty good. He looks better than his draft position, at least. But there's always the rookie adjustment period that happens, where okay, these are the little tendencies that we can exploit and confuse him. And the timing of that, he's gonna have his little honeymoon next two games, probably, and then he's gonna the defensive coordinator's gonna be like, okay, this is how we stop him. And that's right when the playoffs are starting and or a little bit before and he won't adjust in time for the playoffs. And I just see him being uh, like one of those. Oh, boy, he just threw four picks in the first half of a playoff game. I think they're really well suited to solve exactly what you laid out, Matt, in the fact that teams are going to try to disrupt that timing trying to, and how do you, how do you stop that from happening? You throw a quick underneath routes, which 
with Ayuk, and I know Debo uh, was carted off. I don't know the extent. High ankle sprain. So he's not like that. He's going to be out for a little bit, but he won't be out forever. The big playoff games, he'll he'll hopefully be back for you. You have Kittle. And then, of course, you have Christian McCaffrey, all of which work really well underneath coming across the field off play action. And your offensive line is super solid, so you can run the ball. We already know what their defense can do. I said off camera, like, if Jimmy G can do this, if yeah. like seriously, yeah. like I, I know yeah. we get to hate whatever, but like, yeah. can we be real? Like, yeah. instead of worrying about how Jimmy G feels, like if Jimmy G can do this, Brock Purdy can do it, and that I think is why. That's what you're, you're, no, no, not, no. It's no, it's true. Jimmy G and, is better than that. Jimmy G but, is not, an established not, starter in the NFL, and he's been for a while. And Brock Purdy an is a seventh round rookie. Matt, if he was an established starter, someone would have picked up the phone, called the 49ers, and offered them a real package for Jimmy G when Kyle Shanahan went in front of America and said, we are trading Jimmy Garoppolo. And still no one gave them a good enough deal for them to ship him off. If he was a good starter in the NFL, someone would have traded for him. But they didn't. So what that tells me is Jimmy G, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's won. He's been to an NFC Championship game and a Super Bowl. He's better than Brock Purdy. Marginally, like marginally, like oh, I said, no, 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 marginally, and 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 Matt, Again, don't let all Brock Purdy with a couple all of you do is look at the win loss record without Jimmy G with Kyle Shanahan. They always lose. They when they didn't make a playoff with Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard, they were they, they had really high picks because Jimmy G was hurt. Which means you have uh-huh, to have uh-huh. some level of competence to run the Your starting think, quarterback. Think, was and, hurt. I, and I think, straight. and I think. The confidence that Kyle Shanahan, like I think that's what it comes from. Like they, I think there's a a little bit of not it not if if we do it with Jimmy G, we could do it with anybody. But there's a little bit of like we've been battered and bruised before and we've won. Like we've been not at full strength, have been not who we want to be, and we've won. We've gone to places. We beat teams that people said we couldn't beat twice. Done it two separate times. So look. As long as I got Debo and Christian McCaffrey, and this is Kyle Shanahan talking. As Remember, as they beat two NFC South teams. And then, and then, and then the Packers. No, I'm talking about the last two games with Purdy. Oh no, no, I know. Hey, hey, I made that point off camera. Yeah, absolutely. Like that was the last thing I was going to end with. Is let's not act like Brock Purdy beat you know the best defense in the NFL. We stink. We stink. (laughs) No, but they beat the Packers because in the playoffs also beat the Packers because they blocked a punt. Um, but no, but I, I mean, I say all that. Like I under, I understand. Like what? That's that that side of the coin. Like Jake, the whole explanation you laid out. Like I get it, but we got to stop short of saying like absolutely they can take him to he can they can go to the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. But I don't think it changes like, that it's much. Almost, it's almost like if they can do it with Jimmy G, they can do it. With okay, anybody. who would you rather have to be your quarterback next season, Jimmy Garoppolo or Geno Smith? Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Jimmy I, Garoppolo. No. Well, that's just fools on that. That's just Cut that film on. Yeah, that's just fools. That, and and I don't and I and you know too much about football to say that. No, you don't. You don't want Jimmy G over Geno Smith. There's no way in hell. There's no way unless Kyle Shanahan is your offensive coordinator or your head coach. If you is that then sure, <laughs> then sure. All right, we got to move on to the last one really quick because actually, Sean, I, I I picked the wrong comparison. So that's a good debate. Actually, I could yeah. be talking to Geno. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. We're going to move on to uh, to Charles Barkley saying this about the Lakers. He, he doesn't want anybody to buy in to the good stretch of what the Lakers are doing lately. He's saying the Lakers stink. Y'all forcing us to show them all the time like they're going to be good. Dot, dot, dot. There's a conspiracy. I don't know. He's part of the people who's showing them all the time. Like, we're not showing him to him. He's he's part of the crew showing him to America. Boston didn't appreciate that one. Yeah. It's also not different than any other year. They could be the worst team in the league. You're going to see the Lakers on TV. Right. Every day, but Matt, is he st- speaking facts? Is this all like a mirage? It'll do like do the Lakers still stink? Uh, the Lakers are okay, and I get why Barkley is frustrated because, as a guy who's been in TV, he's been forced to watch a lot of bad Lakers games uh-huh. this decade and just post Kobe Achilles tear. Other than the bubble year, they haven't won a playoff series. So it's been, and they've all, like you said, they're always on national TV. I remember like being like bowling with my friends at like midnight and seeing the ESPN game with some like Nick Young led Warrior, um, Lakers team getting killed by the Warriors on national television. I was like, why is this game on TV? And it's, if I'm Barkley, I'm like, well, there are good teams I want to watch, and you're sending me to see the Lakers. But the, this year's Lakers, are one there they you have to consider them interesting because they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis is coming on and they've been winning recently. 
Mm-hmm. And when you're a 12 seed, uh, you could still make a run at this point of the season. Last year, the Celtics were under 500 around the All-Star break or a little bit like a month before the All-Star like January, break. January, yeah. And I'm not saying this team could, Lakers team could like turn it around like the Celtics did, but when you have LeBron and Anthony Davis and you're playing well, there's a reason to watch them. For, uh, there's a reason. There's always a reason to watch a LeBron James-led basketball team. I really don't care what the record is. There's always a reason. But Jake, the conspiracy part is what's funny to me. So is he speaking fast? Is there like a conspiracy? And what's the, what's the conspiracy that that Chuck is talking about? Here's the conspiracy: is that they need to fill ten p- the games that start late, and of the big markets on the West Coast who actually care about sports. You know, Los Angeles ranks pretty high. So beyond them being like one of the most historic franchises uh, in the NBA, you know, that that has a part in it. But, I mean, I think it's the fact that they're often caught on these, you know, late games. And it's like, who are you going to put on? You know, you've got Portland. You've got the Clippers who don't have as big of a draw. I I don't know. Utah. Like, look, look where you're choosing from. Especially this Portland, year. Like, do you want to put on Utah, New Orleans? People are going to watch them. Phoenix? Yeah. The, Phoenix, Phoenix, the Clippers, Phoenix, if baby. Kawhi's playing, yeah. which is impossible to predict, so they don't put them really right. on. Yeah, so I, I think overall, like, the Lakers are a team this year, and we'll get into it a little bit, but they had an awful start. I think they started, like, 2-10 and 10 was their lowest point, mm. and they won nine of their – Last 15, so they, they have been on a tear. Um, I mean, it's LeBron and Russell. There's like three Hall of Famers on one team. Like, stop complaining. Charles Barkley should stop complaining, in my opinion. Like, do your job. You get there to sit, and you don't even talk about that. The, the job is technically to talk about basketball. You do that. Yeah, they barely like even do that. Yeah, they barely even do that. 65% <laughs> on a good night, they and you're choking around. Just chill Especially out. after a Lakers game. Because after a Lakers game, they're coming on like 1, one thirty Eastern time. Yeah. It barely matters what they talk about, bro. Like, and they know, no, but I actually think it does matter because everything Lakers goes viral because Lakers fan base is so huge. But if they say one thing that annoys like a prominent Lakers Twitter user, they're gonna get like annoyed for like the next couple days. Which is which is the cycle that exactly happens. And hey, maybe Chuck's just tired of going through that spin cycle. But that transitions perfectly to the second part of our podcast. But we're gonna talk about. Teams that are trending upward, because Jake put it perfectly, those Lakers have been turning it around. And, and to answer the question, is Chuck speaking facts? He's not. I don't think this Lakers team stinks. Not this year. Um, they are 10 and 11 uh, since November, Jake. Uh, better than the, the 7 and 15, the two months prior. And they just went toe-to-toe with the defending Eastern Conference champions Tuesday night and probably should have pulled out a victory, but ended up coming short at the end. So, like, they, they're a team that's turning it around, and to me, turning around at a good time, a, a time to get back into kind of the thick of the things in the in the Western Conference, especially because no other team has really taken off um, in that conference. So, like, the, like the Lakers have, are definitely turning it around, and I think a not a coincidence is the play of Anthony Davis. And you guys, you know, everyone's heard about, you know, his very good recent stretch and how well he's been playing as of late, and the numbers definitely speak to, for themselves. The Lakers are eleven or eight and three in the last eleven games that AD has played. He's averaged thirty-eight points and fifteen rebounds on 64, 33, and eighty-five splits in those eleven games. 
And I point out Anthony Davis first is because we saw last year, LeBron James snapped all last year, averaged 30 points a game all last season, and the Lakers stunk. We've seen stretches, small and infrequent, but stretches of a good Russell Westbrook on the Lakers, especially since he's going to the bench. They've still stunk in those stretches. But now that Anthony Davis has returned to being top 10 Anthony Davis in the league, now all of a sudden, not only the way are the Lakers winning, but there's a different feeling about them. There's a feeling that this is a good Lakers team. Enough, enough of a feeling that Chuck goes on national TV and tells everyone not to believe it. Like that's so tangible that he's like, don't believe it. They're not that good. But that's the feeling that everyone's having on the Lakers. Like this is the Lakers team that we thought we were going to see with these three stars. And I don't think it's a coincidence that when Anthony Davis starts playing dominant like that, the, the, the Lakers just move a little different. It, it propels them in a different way. There's a reason LeBron went out and got him, man. Like, what, like he needs to play well for the Lakers to be a good team. In my opinion, and for what it's worth, Russell Westbrook, especially recently, has been better coming off the bench. He started, obviously, as a starter in the beginning of the year, goes to the bench, and I think is finally maybe starting to accept the role and, and learning to expand within it and, and how to maybe best suit his team's needs, which is great. I mean, it's almost 14 points per game, eight rebounds, eight assists, one block, one steal, almost even um, a piece. So like you guys said, like he's be, he's been better. He's still basically, I think for, for the Lakers to be a team that is threatening to other threatening teams, he's going to need to become like a plus 50% efficiency and playmaking machine that that like like basically he needs to play like like a glorified tj mcconnell let's call it you are a penetrator and a facilitator man you get and you get your own shots sometimes you know but rarely are taking threes guy who comes similarly that guy comes off the bench and provides a somewhat similar role i mean not really but russ is much more athletic but much more explosive but i think what the benefit that Russ coming off the bench that I don't think anyone really saw coming is Russ gets to enter the game when the game already has a flow and a rhythm to it. Instead of trying to be the one to start and be the catalyst of the energy and the decision-making and the facilitation for the Lakers, Russ enters when there's like motion is already happening. And I think that immediate start, like when he goes, like, I think that's, that's good for it. Less thinking, like it's just enter and go and start playing. They're already out there, man. Just go and start playing with them instead of like thinking, how do we get this started? Where do I got to go? What do I got to do? Like, it's just, I think it's just more natural playing. Like there's, it's like less to lose almost. I think they need to utilize Westbrook's rebounding ability more because it's such a unique trait having a guard that that that's that good at getting rebounds that he almost gets them like, when, like, AD is out now, okay, now you're the main defensive rebounder unless LeBron wants to get some stats up. But I want Russ to be going after – I'd like an offense where you don't have Russ as, like, the back guard to defend against fast breaks. If you could create an offense where he crashes offensive boards, you can create a lot more possessions as long as you set up your team in a way that didn't allow, like, fast breaks every time it didn't work. And I think I think a good coach could make that work. I was actually just about to bring up like, and I don't, I don't think they could make this work, but if he's going to continue Russell Westbrook, that is, if he's going to continue shooting under 30% from three, I don't think you in the modern NBA and especially considering their team makeup, 
And this is even more the reason that he's there on the bench. Like, I don't know if you can win with a guy like that at one of the guard positions or being someone who is a consistent ball handler who shoots under 30%. You're working uphill all the time on offense with him. Like, they're going to start. And I think the Celtics maybe did a little bit. But, you know, you get that Ben Simmons sag coverage treatment. And that hurts the offense. So you're going to need him to be basically like your small ball four or five, which it sounds crazy to say that, but when you're just asking him to rebound and again, like facilitate, I I think he can play that role at a really high level still, even with what he is right now. So I I think we're giving, I think we're giving Russ a bigger role in the Lakers than the Lakers maybe even having Russ right now. And maybe that's part of the reason where, you know, they've been trending upward. Like, you move him to the benches, there's just less of a, a burden on him, less of a responsibility on him to be the guy in the offense. Now, when he when he goes and has to be the main focal point, the main driver and facilitator when LeBron and AD are out there, or when he's out there with LeBron and AD, that may be different. But I think that's, I think the reason Russ went to the bench is to minimize his role, to minimize the, the things we're asking him to do on the court. You know what I mean? Just to, to get him back to doing great Russ things. Like, I, I think the first option that you had of, of, of being a great driver facilitator has been awesome. We've seen a plenty of highlights over the past, you know, week or so over this good stretch of the Lakers of Russ driving and kicking to Anthony Davis. They've been like highlight level passes. Right. So I think that's a, a great role for Russ. And I, you know, he's shining in it. Like I, I don't, I don't see any, any reason to change. And I, no one's made this point. And maybe it's, maybe I shouldn't, maybe that's why no one's made it, but like, do we give credit to Darvin Ham? Like, is there, is there any, any credit to him? Cause when a team turns it around, we always love to give credit to the coach. And man, Duke, I got so much credit last year for the Celtics crazy turnaround. And we're not talking about any monumental turnaround. This is just, you know, the, he hasn't done it yet though. Right. right, right. (laughs) We're seeing like the inklings of something that might blossom. I hear you. I hear you. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just, I'm looking far ahead, but only out of pity. Would I like, but like, I, I don't have the facts that say, yes, you're just like, to my knowledge, and maybe this is, this is a little bit casual of me, but like you're LeBron's coach, like, and that has always came with, unless you're Tyron Lue, that's always came with a little bit of backseat driving from yeah. LeBron in some aspects. So, yeah, or at least that's the way it's been perceived. So. We'll see. No, no, well, if they turn him around, then he'll get and One thing that I think you probably can bank on is LeBron is shooting the lowest three-point percentage since 2007-2008 at 31.5. He's always consistently around like 35%. Um, if he gets that back to around his average, just those like extra three points per game will make a big difference over like a long stretch of time. Yeah. Before we move on, I think one thing we have to just like mention is is health. Like we're all skipping over the fact that Anthony Davis is playing better, but he's healthy. And I think like I don't think the Lakers have experienced enough of complete healthy Anthony Davis, Russ, and LeBron. Like most of the time it's been LeBron and Russ have been out there and AD has been hurt, but then when AD comes back, one of them goes out. Like beginning of this year when AD well, that tends to happen when you have a 38 year old, a 34 year old, and Davis, who's had a lot of injury issues right. in his career. Well, whatever, whenever what's old and injured, you're right, you're, you're absolutely correct. But you see what happens when you finally get a healthy trio of those three, they're just starting to play better basketball and they're moving upward. All right, 
We'll move on to the next team playing better basketball and moving upward. The Brooklyn Nets, man, a, a, a team just always laden with controversy and turmoil, but it looks like for at least the past month or so that we can just put all the BS aside and, man, just play basketball. When they do, you remember that they got some pretty good players over there, 5-1 and one this month, 8-1 um, and one in their last nine games total, uh, and they're just they're getting production from all over the place, but it really starts – with Kevin Durant, the way he's been playing really the whole season, but as of late, just revving it up and driving the Brooklyn Nets. But Jake, I think the lineups thing sounds like a you thing, putting it in the, in the, in the script there. So talk about the lineups they've been rolling out and and how they've been succeeding. Yeah. I think basically what they figured out, um, and this maybe came shortly after the departure of Steve Nash, the shakeup that went on, um, is that you can't really start Royce O'Neal and Ben Simmons together. And this isn't, I mean, at this point, I think we're past like just the senseless Simmons hate, but like objectively. And I think this has always kind of been a thing. Like he needs to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest player on the floor. So when you are committed to having Nicholas Claxton, who is a good player as your center, it, you're really going to struggle to find a spot for Simmons. So uh, in doing that, They've then turned to Joe Harris um, to fill in. And it'll be Joe Harris. A lot of their like highly used lineups are Joe Harris and Simmons or Joe Harris and Royce O'Neal. Um, or Royce O'Neal and Simmons do also play together, but Nick Claxton then isn't on the floor, right? So I, th- they're starting to figure out what, wor- what works for them. They're a very talented team. Seth Curry's another guy who doesn't get mentioned a lot over there, but um, coming off the bench, he has a lot of lineups that he's a part of that are really productive. Um so I think the mold of the team has always been there. I mean, for the past couple of years, Brooklyn has... Like, when, when the KD and Kyrie thing happened, I think people just booked them for a couple championships. And there's still that team. Adversity has just hit them. That's all that it's been. <laughs> yeah. So I think they're a really good team. And I, I, I do sympathize a little bit with Nets fans, the 10 of them, Um that like Keith McPherson from Odyssey does a Nets podcast. One of the titles was so no one wants to talk about the Nets when we're doing well. Dot dot dot. And it's yeah. true. It's like a beautiful, well, the Nets, a beautiful. The, title. the Nets don't have a lot of fans. The Knicks yeah. are, will always be the number one team there, and the Nets are new. Like the they're like the suburban Jersey team, and then they just moved to Brooklyn. But oh, yeah, people no, in that's... Brooklyn are Knicks fans for the most part. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. So you're, like you're they, people root for the Nets because they really like KD, or they're really casual people who just live in Brooklyn and like going to games, or they're diehards from New Jersey. So they're they're really not that big of a fan base. So it's more fun to talk about drama than good stuff because it's they got plenty but of it. good stuff. Is like you're a five seed and you have Kevin mm-hmm. Durant and. Kyrie and Ben Simmons, like, good job. Like mm-hmm. I, like I know, like it's good that they've turned it around, but, uh, like this is a team with such high expectations, them not falling on their face embarrassingly and being able to walk in a straight line isn't a isn't a, means you give them right. a round of applause. <laughs> Get right. Matt, Matt is as fed up with the Nets as Charles Barkley. <laughs> Listen, um. I think I just want I, 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 that was harsh. I want to this Kevin Durant stats nuts. In Kevin Durant's last twenty two games, he shot below fifty percent from the field twice. Mm. <laughs> and, mean... and I'm glad you said that because this leads me that leads perfectly to my point. Is we talk about all the controversy and the turmoil and all the drama that the Nets have been through, and like there's just there's been no constant there's been no consistency there's been no rock there for the nets everyone is 50 50 everyone's in the in in you know one foot in the door one foot out the door and i think if if their best player if kevin durant can just be that consistent guy that can just go out there and just hey no no matter what's going on around us i'm gonna go out there and i'm going to play my best to make my teammates better the nets have the opportunity always to get better and keep and keep improving and winning. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. Like, I, I think he's just got to be the person to go out there, play the best basketball he can, which is a top three player in the world. And everyone will feed off of that and go into it. Like when we saw when he was hurt and it was just Kyrie was still out there dropping 40, 50 points, but it would be to no avail. So I think Kevin Durant, just, he's got to be just the rock solid foundation. And, and that's what he can be. Cause everyone asks Kevin Durant to be like this vocal leader and to be this, you know, this alpha dog on the team. And that's what he's not. 
Like that's and he's not going to do it. And he's you know what I mean? That's he's not the player he is to build. What he is is if you ask him, like, hey man, just go out there and hoop, just just ignore everything else going on, or you know, just mind your business, go out there for us and just be that guy on the court. That's all we need you to do. If if that's what the Nets need from him, that's what KD can do on a night-to-night basis. And I think that's what he's he's starting to be that constant good basketball player, good energy, just constant for the Nets. And I think that's what they're feeding off of. That's kind of what they're going towards. Um, But our last team that we can move on to, this last team is a lot more surprising um, because really of the teams that they beat as of late, and it's the Houston Rockets, um, which (laughs) I'm not sure this is the greatest thing for Rockets fans because we're talking about teams trending upward and they're currently in the sweepstakes to what is it? Brick for Vic right now. That's what we're calling it. Oh, that's a good the, one. I haven't heard yeah, that. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yesterday. Brick for Vic, get the number one pick for Victor Wambayama, uh, the, the French native who's coming over next year. Um, so the Rockets really in the grand scheme of things, probably want to lose as many games as possible. And Jalen green really isn't letting them um, over the past nine games. These are the teams they've beaten. Um, they've beaten the Hawks, they've beaten the Suns twice, they've beaten the Sixers, and they've beaten the Bucks. And that's after starting the season uh, three and fourteen. So Jalen Green in the stretch, averaging twenty-two points, three rebounds, four assists, and the team has gone six and four in those games that he's done it. So Jalen Green hasn't gotten a memo. He hasn't. He hasn't really gotten to hey, like we're supposed to be a bad team, so we get Victor Wembanyama and start looking up. And him, KBJ and company are are really going out there and hooping, and they've been playing well as of late. Now, this is the Houston, the new age Houston Rockets we're talking about. So is this just a, hey, good for you, you're playing good basketball? Or is this a sign of, like, the Rockets may not be as bad as we thought? They may not be in the Pistons tier like we thought they were. What I remember about the Sixers being horrible is that they are always last in the league in fouls drawn because they didn't have anyone who was willing to attack the basket. The Rockets are second in the league in free throw attempts, which is absolutely crazy for a team that's the worst, tied for the worst record in their conference. Mm. So they have people with confidence that don't get stri- that are good enough not to just lose the ball on the way to the hoop, which is just good enough to break your heart in a lottery situation. Well, to be fair, they could be the fifth worst team and win the lottery, but I actually think the Rockets are better than I thought they were in the sense that they're not a 15-win team. They're a 25-win team. Yeah, how about it? And Jalen Green, it's nice that they have that, but their skits higher-ups are like, can we just, like, fake a Cade Cunningham ACL with Jalen Green? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, let's just pretend. and Because they're, they're, they're a little – they're happy. It's a bittersweet seeing Jalen Green perform. That. That, exactly jake real quick before you go that that last sentence is exactly what i was going to say matt is that if you're a rockets fan if you're a higher up in the rockets organization like you love it right because this that still is our second overall pick like i still want to see him playing well but do i want the fifth most ping pong balls or do i want the most ping pong like do i want a sure fire shot at getting victor Wimbayama, or do i want the fifth best shot at getting him if i'm the rockets um because that's, that's, you know, where they are right now. They are tied for the second-worst co- uh, record in the Western Conference, so they're still in the thick of things. But that's, that's like, what you're juggling if you're the Rockets right now, right? Like, I love to see my young guys performing. Besides two players on their roster, 
which are Eric Gordon and Boban, right? They no one other, no one else on their roster has more than three years of NBA experience. So they're doing this with all their young guys that they're picking that they're gonna look to be towards their future. So it's cool that they're playing well, but like dag, y'all, like you're playing a little, a little better than we thought you were gonna play. Well, and and that's that's the trick, right? Is that you have a young head coach who doesn't have much like proven like uh, success in the NBA. You have young players who are looking to get ne- you know their next contract, and then also like I don't want to lose. And then this is going to be a year I'm evaluated on for my contract, and you're bringing in the guy who you want to pay over me anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be losing for. That's why you have to get the vets who are just looking for a shot in the league from G League, something like that. I digress, but I think that. What Houston has on its hands is a good problem. Houston, we have a good problem, right? Because mm-hmm. as you guys have both said, I, I'll go out on a limb and say, I think next year, and we kind of viewed Anthony Edwards this way, like next year, coming into this year, next year will be the year for Jalen Green, in my opinion, where like we're going to look at him as an MVP candidate, or at least he'll start to be. All that it takes is them to win some games. Um and I think the praise that comes from that is an added attention that comes from that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I believe that he is one of the best scorers of the basketball in the NBA or could be, could be in like a very short order. Obviously you still put like has a lot the, right, of has the ability, has right the ability to be the right, good news the for the Rockets is that while they don't have an OKC stockpile, they have a lot of draft picks coming mm-hmm. that aren't theirs uh, through the trades they've made specifically right. Harden. Brooklyn. Well, yeah. Um, and so you might like being the worst team in the league might not is probably not going to get you in Bayama just by the way the lottery odds work, but they're going to have a lot of, lot of lot of chances to build a contending team again. And and here's the thing, here's here's you know where it starts to even out is if our young players start to to show us that they can play well, the more they win the more it might make people think like, how much do we need Wimbayama? If he's there, absolutely, we're going to take him. But if our young players can start to win games and start to play better, our future isn't isn't hinged upon getting Wimbayama anymore. And Matt, that's a great point you make with the draft picks because that's the safety net they have. They're not a team who doesn't have draft picks moving forward. So it's like, if we don't get Wimbayama or if we're not first, we got one first round draft pick in the next two, three years, and we have to get him. And then our, our draft pick next year has to strike. But the Rockets aren't like that. They have options moving forward. They have three first round picks in the of their own in Brooklyn's. So you know, like maybe maybe you three can... first round draft picks equals Victor Obayama. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, that, that's not gonna. You, you're not yeah. gonna be able to trade two. 18 and 29 for one Bayama. Where you could barely no, 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 no. I'm not that, I'm not saying trade the picks. I'm saying like maybe oh, no. like, like the value. Like maybe okay. if we get three good first round draft picks, like we can both trade the aggregate of that equals what 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 Victor Wembayama would have done for us. You could barely stack three guys on their shoulders. They almost be as tall as Victor Wembayama. It would be close. Yeah, no. Nothing is a consolation prize to Victor Wembayama. He different. He go change whatever team he go to. I but it looks so. like it looks like it's probably not going to be the Rockets. The Pistons, I mean, look, if the Rockets really want to put themselves in position, you got to do something because the Pistons just made a chess move now. Like, that, that is a that, that is a look. That is a Sixers level of we're, we're going for it, y'all. 
chips to the center of the table. Kane sit down. Trade Blake. We're doing it all, y'all. You so everyone always uses like, oh, this is a win now move. That this is what we call a lose now move for the franchise. <laughs> Go ahead and sit down our best player for an indiscriminate reason. Ah, just sit out for a while. Lose right, now, why, baby. Why is why is Kate out? Hmm? Why 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 are you sitting Kate? Oh, um, ACL. Yeah, yeah, it was nasty. Yeah, I should have seen. Yep, it. Team Doctor yeah. confirmed it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, he's gonna sit down, and we're gonna get the number one pick next year. Uh that is funny. All right, we're almost out of time for this episode of Straight Facts. As always, we can get some shots up at the buzzer. Who's got a shot at the buzzer to ride to ride out real quick? I gotta say, I've been following the Eagles Christmas album because mm. I really enjoy the oh, the the. It's 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 2017 vibes is why is why I really like it. It's just the team loving each other and like coming together and being really likable. And apparently the album on vinyl like went on pre-order and I saw it was like 75 bucks when I was like browsing the website a couple weeks ago. You get like a vinyl, you get stickers, you get like Christmas cards for the album and like the money goes to charity is like how it works. 75 bucks. Y'all better get a Super Bowl ring if they want. uh, And uh, so... Because it's sold out apparently in two minutes because Eagles fans are nuts. And scalpers are like flipping it for like 300 bucks on secondary. What a and world. this is a Christmas yeah, album that was meant for charity. And you're like flipping it for like 300 bucks. What that got to do with a hustler? Look, look, look. No, no, but that's. That's 75. That's still with the, if I, look, if I'm flipping that and you got to go to hustle back, that's 75. Still with the charity. I didn't take, I didn't take anything hmm. out the charity pocket. No, but if, but, I mean, if I got a chance, no, to but the, these people who actually down, wanted, who wanted the album like for Christmas, like, oh, good gift for like their Eagles fan, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. dad who still has like a record player. No. Welcome like, to late stage capitalism. Not, not, no, 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 no. It's, just, called, it's capitalism at its finest. Why are we a Chris, Christmas themed things should be exempt. I know it's impossible to do that. Yeah. Like you want to scout like shoes, you want to scout gaming consoles. Yeah. Like I get it. Nope. But like this is a not in America. Christmas, Honestly, Christmas, not America. Christmas stuff is the yeah, biggest yeah, market that's of that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest no, thing. No, 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 but it, no, I don't mean Christmas presents because anything can be a Christmas present. This is a Christmas themed and like I, 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 anything I, in high I hear you. I, I appreciate were, the were, sentiment, but people yeah. were flipping hand sanitizers and paper towels. Exa- exa- exactly. Like, like, exactly. Those people, people lost money, most of them, because it was like, oh, in like two weeks, uh, we could stock them. Now. I also saw someone <laughs> at least they would get raided by people who found out they were doing this. Yeah. Uh, so, Jake, what you got to say to the buzzer? Uh, so I think I, I can't remember if I brought this up last week. I don't think I did, but. Um, so there's this new, like, I'm, I'm pretty into technology. I read up on the new stuff that's coming out and interests me. So there's something called chat GPT. Have either of you heard of this? No, but that sounds like something you got to be 18 or older to like, <laughs> it does sound that way. I mean, and honestly, it's, it can be used dangerously if, if in, so basically what it is it's from the company called, I think, open source or open AI. Um, and basically it's a chat bot. So you could tell it, you know, maybe I make Excel sheets for a living. Give me the formula that will allow me to 
make these rows into individual sheets or something like that, and it'll just spit it out. For instance, James, something that we do, you could write in there uh, what we talked about, Lakers, um, Nets, Rockets, Rockets, Nets. Right. Give me a title that involves Lakers, Rockets. Give me five titles that involve Lakers, Rockets, Nets, and are Twitter SEO friendly. Enter. Spits it out. And and, and not all of them are like, it's not 100% passive. All right. It's still doable. Like, wow. so basically there's a lot of ways, especially if you work in technology or if you work in anything where you need to do organization or it like, like basically like the like, efficiency, like that, that runs on is nuts. So let me, let, let me, well, and right. It's like Google. If instead of Google giving you like the source, like here's where you could find the answer. It just it gives you the answer you. always. And Google has started to do that a little bit. Here's the other scary part about it. And I'll move on after this. Um, so you could also tell it, create a malware virus that will hack Uh-oh. someone's bank account. Yeah, it doesn't know any better. It'll do it. So um, well, I feel like we have to regulate this somehow. There's well, and so no, the company is done. They put guardrails. Give me, not give me the nuclear launch codes for America's uh, nuclear weapons. Right. So <laughs> basically, it can do anything. It, it's it's a little creepy. I would I would encourage you to go check it out and try and you have to tinker with it a little bit to get it to actually. It's like messing with Siri. Oh, you basically you use this like oh you, yes. You, oh, I made James today at work. I made a, a whole other section of my Excel sheet. No way. Based off of something me talking to this bot. It's a chat bot basically that just yeah, responds you gotta, to you. You gotta send me the you gotta send me the link. I gotta. I'll send you that. It's just it's creepy. It's, Cool, no, but I really, could use, I really could use it for like organization stuff. Like I really could. No, it's, I think it'll eventually be like a very well-known. So another one last thing I'll leave off on. It took the iPhone, I think 174 days to get to a million people using it. A million users. It took chat GPT six days to get to a million users. Um, granted a little different. You have to buy right. an iPhone versus something I find on the internet, but still, I mean, that's, that's crazy so i think it'll be a big tool that everyone one day knows about technology is scary it's one of the things i repeat to myself every day um but no all i have to say the buzzer is it is my time to shine and everyone who is like me the last minute christmas shoppers Uh, this is this is our week ladies and gentlemen i gotta rush from it a little bit when I pull up to the mall this saturday and me and every other person from the tri-state area is there and you can't walk and the hallways look like Phoenix for area high school after first lunch. Like I, I, I get a little bit of a rush, man. This is, this is really why I shine. And in true last minute Christmas shopping fashion, the stores I go to for my first options of Christmas gifts, everything's going to be sold out. Not going to be there. Not going to be the wrong color, wrong size, whatever. And I'm going to have to act quick on my feet. I'm going to have to make a couple of calls really dig into my knowledge of my family and friends. And this is really, this is, this is where all those hours in the film room really pay off. This is where like being a good listener and being a good friend and doing stuff for your friends. This is where it pays off because the easy gift is not going to be there in the last week. This is free game from a last minute shopper. The easy gift is not going to be there. You can go check. Yeah. You can ask them to look in the back, look online if you want to. The delivery date can't gonna get anything the, custom made. No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> delivery date's going to say the 28th of, of December. That's just what it, it's. I've been there. 
So you all got to do time to dig deep, put your heel in the dirt and really figure out what you're going to get your mom. Because those slippers that she told you she liked in July aren't there anymore. So you got to figure it out. I, 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 I got a good gift for my mom. I'm excited. For it. no, it's, it's no, a, it's actually when you know you got a good gift, yeah. it's like you feel. Uh, but but but, but like I'm but dad. I'm annoyed because I found a perfect gift for my dad, and I showed it to my mom. I was like, you didn't get this for him, right? And like the first time in my life, I was like, oh no, I already got that for him for Christmas. And so now I got to call an audible. So <laughs> there should be because I agree with you. The best feeling on earth is just being stressed out going into King Oppression or some any massive mall space. Mm-hmm into the masses, I think I could complete a speed run on the quickest you possibly could get in and out while getting everything you needed. In fact, we'll have to, we'll, we're going to connect with some people. This is like the new Ninja Warrior. It would do big numbers. Yeah, I digress. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a new Amazing Race. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, no, this this would be, I might take you up on that. I'm, I'm, I'm guy really good at it. <laughs> Surgical am, would be a beast. word. It really is. It really is tactical. Like, like, when when Tom Brady's got a minute and forty eight, one yeah. timeout and ninety no yards to go, like it's just Efficient the, the, the worry and, and, and like I turn off thinking, like oh, I just see. do. You're I just do. Yep, yep. There is there is no what if. I have to just do. Like I have to. There's no. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's there's no there's no not getting it done. That's why you wait last minute is yes, to be so there's, efficient. Because there's no not getting it done. Like it has to be done. So I gotta do a good job, man. Exactly. Oh, can't wait. And shout out to my friend Ann, who's gonna go with me to the mall this Saturday. She's gonna see a side of James she's never seen before because we will be moving through this mall. But that's all the time we have for this episode of Straight Facts. Shout out to everybody on the Up on Game Presents Network. I'm talking about LeVar Arrington, Plexico Burris, TJ Hushmanzada, our guys. Make sure you're following them wherever you get your podcast because they do a great job, got some great content, including this podcast right here. As always, shout out to my guys, Jake Galley and Stat Matt Robinson. I'm James Jackson. These have been the facts. Straight up. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 